everybody. Welcome to another episode of the F Established Facts. The, the Established Facts? The Established Facts, depending on how this goes. <laughs> Uh, so this is episode 227 of the Established Facts. Uh, as you can see, very different setting than what we're normally used to, which is exciting. Uh, some new faces that we haven't gotten a chance to talk to. We're going to go ahead and get into introductions. I'll start to my left first, and then we'll go around the table here, hit the three of us up, and then we'll talk to you a little bit more about, you know, what this episode is about. So go ahead, Joshy. This is Josh. Hey. Hey, I'm Jason Ward. That's right. And I, of course... And your esteemed host, esteemed host. You mean F-steemed? F-steemed host. Yeah, <laughs> Did you win an award that I don't know about? Uh, you know, I got honorable mention in second and third grade. Oh, good job. Okay. Honorable mention because, you know, they were like, well, he could have gotten A's, but he's lazy. Thank you, teach. So, anyway, uh, we're here with our new friend, Jason Ward. Now, if you've listened to episode 226 of The Established Facts... I was just getting ready to get into oh, okay. that. Yeah, because yeah. Because I'm not sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're killing me. Uh, so um, on our last episode of The Established Facts, episode 226, we got a chance to sit down and talk to our friend Jason Piercy uh, about a project that he's been involved in uh, called The Real Thing RPG. Well, Jason has a friend that he was working with on this project who just happens to be the other Jason, Jason Ward. So we're really excited to be together here at Level Up, which is a, uh, a game shop and a brewery and uh, just all around really, really cool place uh, here in Irvington, uh, which is just on the near east side of Indianapolis. If you get a chance uh, to come here, definitely check it out. It's worth it. They've got game rooms downstairs in the basement. They've got tons of game space up here. They've got video games. They've got board games and card games, and they have food. Uh, I know they have, they have food. No food. No, no food. food. No you don't need food. No, there's food. ice cream across there the There's ice cream across next door. Yep. Or Irvington is a beautiful place. It is. Great, great hood. Great when hood. you're here, come and visit Level Up. Anyway, uh, so uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about um, uh, the real thing RPG and, and kind of what your inspiration and involvement with this project really was. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess you would call me the progenitor. Not necessarily the best person on the team, but the first one. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I called Jason up one day and I was like, I've got a horrible idea. Let's write a, a game based on Faith No More's album, The Real Thing, uh, hoping he would talk me out of it. He didn't. No. And here we are, a year yeah. and a half later. Yeah. If yeah. there's one thing that Jason's bad at, it's talking people out of out things. Out of things. Yeah. talks people into Yes, That's 100%. Yeah. Why do you think we're here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's not, it's not for the beer? Uh, well, it's all right. All right. It, was, it, all right. it was for me, but, yeah. you know. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so the game uh, really is a labor of love for both of us. Obviously, we're hoping it's going to be successful, uh, but we're both huge Faith No More fans. I've been listening to the band since 1992 when Angel Dust came out, the first time I was uh, introduced to them. Obviously, you got to go back and listen to the previous part of the catalog, The Real Thing, the first album with Mike Patton. Amazing album, front to back. And I was doing dishes one day about a year and a half ago, and I uh, was listening to The Real Thing. I think it was just, I picked a random album. Like, I said, Siri, play something, and it played that album. And 15 minutes into the album, I was like, holy crap, I think there's a role-playing game in here. 20 years after I first listened to the album, I'm realizing that there's a role-playing game in here. And, uh, yeah, I called Jason, and, and we're here now. We've got a third third partner named James Masingo. He's doing art direction and illustration, and 
hard to believe, but it's uh, ready to launch. Right. Today, two days from today, we're recording this. That's it. That's yep. it. And it's uh, it, as of recording it, it is March 13th. Yep. Uh, so the Kickstarter will go live on March 15th. Um, make sure you are checking that out. The Real Thing RPG yep. on Kickstarter. Real Thing RPG, yep. And now, um, for your Kickstarter goal, what's your initial goal to hit? Yeah, we're aiming at five grand. Five grand. Uh, which is, we figure we get that if we get about 200 backers. Yeah, yep. that's great. And and from what I heard earlier, there's a couple of different options. Obviously, you can always donate to the project in sure. general. Yep. Um, but as far as being able to get the uh, Real Thing RPG in your hands... Uh, there's a couple of different levels, and then there's a, a few more levels in addition to that for all the really cool stuff. But yeah, yeah hopefully you get some footage of all the products here on yes, that we're showing. But, absolutely. Um, for for the listeners right now. Oh, and yes, we've got a, an old version of the print. This is the test oh, print. So okay, the great. Version. Yep, we've got the one page, which backers will get as well in digital format. Got an example sticker here for everyone. There's probably a glare on that since there's a window behind the camera. Um, but yeah, so backer levels, the lowest level is digital. You get the PDF of the whole game and any digital stretch goals. That's 10 bucks. We wanted to make sure it was accessible for everyone. Um, $20 for the print version, which is 110 pages, give or take. It's a good-sized project. It's zine-sized, but uh, it, it definitely got a little bigger than we intended when we first started watching it or writing it. And that's in, in part because we put a lot of art in there. That's good. Yeah. And that's then there's, great. There's a limited edition version that's only going to be available for this campaign, and that's going to be a gold foil version of the print. Uh, gold foil on the cover. Um, what else we have? We have a T-shirt that's going to be pretty Can I say back it twice? That's fine. That's all right. All right. So we've got a really good um, T-shirt that's going to be out. We've got a mask that has a, uh, if you're familiar with Faith No More, they have a gimp. Um, if you can see any of that on the TV or on the uh, on the camera there for my T-shirt. Uh, the gimp mask has a zipper on the face. It's pretty cool. Nice. Some custom dice. It's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, so it uses 2D6. And we've got a pair of uh, stylized dice for the game. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's everything. Okay. And, well, we've got some stretch goals that I'm not going to ruin good. yet. But good, 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 good. some other things, too. Stretch goals are honestly my favorite thing oh. on Kickstarter. Well, so. Um, great. Well, and I think that, like you said, a $5,000 base limit to fund, yep. that's really attainable, especially okay. for an RPG. Yep. Um, and 20 bucks for a hard copy of the game or 10 bucks for uh, a PDF is, yep. I think, also extremely, extremely generous. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're talking about over 100 pages in the in the actual text is a that's a ton of work it's and 20 work. bucks is not I mean 20 bucks is a steal yeah. for something like that so I appreciate you saying that we wanted to keep it accessible yeah absolutely yeah. well and and um, what I'm really excited about and and outside of just like our our friend Jason being involved with this project and and it was so funny because when he brought up that same story he was like yeah my buddy Jason Morty called me on the phone and he goes okay I have a really messed up idea i need you to talk me out of it and i was and i before you even got the words out i was like you didn't did you like you know what i mean like because we just know the nature of jason yep. but what's so great is that you guys have been able to take this passion project something that you were really inspired by by something that you've been passionate about for a very long time and translate that into something that is completely different redefining your relationship with that that uh, that love and that passion and stuff. Yeah. I think what's also really exciting is that uh, Jason's told us that you guys have a really good relationship with the band. Like, hey, we just want you guys to know we're not looking for anything. Right. This isn't some sort of like 
political stunt where we're trying to pin you, but we appreciate you guys so much, and we want to translate that into this, yep. uh, you know, project of, of love and passion and stuff like yeah, that. That's exactly right. This is, for us, it was about fan service to an extent, us being the fans right, in this place, right. right? And we said, this is just something we want to do, and what the heck, let's reach out to the band and see if they're okay with it. Yeah. And we were lucky they responded yes. Um, we've been speaking through their manager, Tim Moss, um, great guy, he's been very easy to work with. You know, the band aren't gamers, they're not directly involved with this right. in any way, but they're supportive of it. They like the idea, they've given us the go-ahead, um, and hopefully they're going to get us some, uh, some, some shout-outs online to get some more backers for this. And my ultimate goal is that we turn some gamers who will like this game into Faith No More fans. There you go. If we can do that, that's a huge win. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about the game itself and kind of what, like, I know that you have a history in role-play gaming and stuff like that. I know Jason does as well. Um, what makes uh, the Real Thing RPG... Uh, kind of using that, kind of using that background of uh, Faith No More and their music and their stories in their music and stuff like that. What separates this RPG from uh, from like a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. or a Pathfinder outside of just the system style itself? Yeah. yeah. So I would say there are, there are three things that really delineate this as a different different concept entirely from a Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, number one is the context. This is a game that takes place in the near modern era. We're talking about the early 1990s when Faith No More was pretty much at their height. And we wanted this game to really feel like you're in the 90s. So this is a, a modern, it's not a dungeon crawl, but it's a modern contained story in which you are trying to overcome some obstacles in that contained environment. Uh, I, I'm being very vague intentionally because yeah. there's a lot of stuff we don't want to spoil. Yeah. But um, the second thing that, that differentiates is the system. It is very player-driven. Uh, we're using Powered by the Apocalypse, which is a fantastic system for, for novices. You don't have to know anything about role-playing or role-playing systems. You can jump right in, whether you're the narrator or a player, and get right in on the action. Um, we created a sandbox, so there's a system there that can stand alone, but we wrote it for this game. So, gotcha. so the, the zine contains both the system and the story. And we really hope this is the first the first part of a multi-part story in which we continue with the other Faith No More albums. Great. So, yeah, that's awesome. ideas for that. Yeah, I think the the other differentiating factor, there's a lot of noise in our Yeah, yeah. Here. No, you're good. <laughs> the other differentiating factor is that we wanted this to be very lean. So when you look okay. at a game, a very polished game, like um, the World of Darkness stuff from the 90s and the 2000s and onward, and uh, Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, it is all very polished and produced. Right. This is a zine. We wanted to feel like people. We wanted to feel like people wrote this down on scrap paper and xeroxed it yeah. for, for five years, and that's the copies that are out there in the world. So there's just there's this rawness to it that we think fits the music and also fits the time period. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just, it, it all bundles into this experience that, for me, feels like when I was 20. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, and I, I, I will say, like, I'm super encouraged by the the idea of, and, and one thing that we've kind of gotten more into over the last few years is, like, somewhat rules light mm -hmm. systems and things like that. I, I mean, we are huge Pathfinder, D&D, &D, crunchy systems. I sure. love World of Darkness, you know, yeah. that yeah. sort of, like... More rules heavy, but it allows for a lot of strange creativity and stuff yep. like that. But I am really excited to be able to sit down and be able to play this because I I know that you know Avital, um, uh, uh, Jason's wife, and and obviously fellow uh, friend and, and cast member uh, with us. 
uh, loves rules light systems that allow for a lot more storytelling. Yes. Uh, you know, I think her first game that she ran was a Quags game, yes, it was. and and it may have been. What was the first system she played in? Was it a Quags system? Uh, first system played in actually. A, well, was it Quags? Okay, yeah, because I ran it. It was yeah, a Gen was. Con or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So so rules light is definitely kind of like yeah. Let's let's yeah. sit down and and kind of play this now. Um, my question is, when it comes to, like, one of the things that I personally like, I love being able to sit down with somebody and do a one-shot. Sure. Teach them how to play a game, have a little bit of fun, jump into a character, and let's roll some dice. Yep. Does, does this system allow for something like that, or is it something that you really have to kind of be invested in that character, invested in that storyline, that sort of thing? Yeah, so the system definitely lends itself to that. I'm going to hold this up here. We've got what we're calling Real Thing Light. So if you wanted to sit down and play for three hours, okay. you can do that. And this is just the core rules with a character sheet on it all on one Oh, page that's great. Back. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, if you want to jump in and just mess around with the mechanisms, perfect perfect thing to do it with. Gotcha. Um, sort of the middle ground is you can take the system we have in the book, which is a little bit a little bit heavier than the Rules Light version, and play with that without the story we've written. Everything is there that you would need to do that. And those could be one-shots. They could be continuing campaigns okay. for... You know, somewhere between five and ten sessions, something like that, uh, which is where Powered by the Apocalypse really shines in those sort of medium-length campaigns. Uh, or you can play through our story, which is somewhere between ten and twenty hours of play. On oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, and okay. That, again, we hope that's just part one of sure. You know, a total of maybe sixty hours of play if we get through it. And that seems like ten to twenty hours is only like three to five, maybe six sessions. Yeah. We've been doing it which mostly is definitely... in three or four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super manageable too. Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to have a hard commitment of, all right, we're going to play this campaign for a year, right. every other week. You know, this is going to be a long, drawn out storyline. Like, that's absolutely. It definitely sounds way more consumable yep. and and yep. and to be able to enjoy it a little bit more. And also, you know, I I think one difficulty that I have as somebody who loves to run games and play games. You kind of feel like you've pigeonholed yourself when you're in something that is a longer campaign, whereas something that you can play through and have a really good time in three to five sessions, you can then play again with your friends yeah. and tell the same story in a very different way yeah. and, and, and be able to run that game with several different groups of people yep. over the course of a much shorter time frame yep. versus having a, like, okay, guys, I want to run for all of my friends, but I can only handle five people, and I'm going to run a two-year campaign. Like, the rest of you just got to wait in line, you Absolutely, know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're like me, you've got more ideas in a year for a game than you have people that will play them. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, this is, you know, the one-shots are great, or even if they're two or three sessions... You can kind of chug through your ideas and find the ones you like the most, and then maybe continue those later. So uh, our tech guy, Lance, just sent a great question. So he mentioned Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, the crunchy, yep. often combat-focused uh, RPGs. Yep. Uh, but there are others that are more story-focused, not just rules light, but more focused on the story. Where yep. do you think uh, the real thing lands in that combination it lands pretty on the spectrum of story to crunch it's definitely closer to the story side okay. yeah it is a story first campaign even the mechanism for advancing your character revolves around you telling a story about how you advanced so players are telling the story of their characters which are intersecting with the broader story as it goes and that's the only way the story progresses and the characters progress so we definitely hit on that rules light you can be ready to start playing in about 10 to 15 minutes from the time you sit down at the table and that's assuming there's a little bit of discussion about your characters even so you can whip out the character sheet in 
two and a half minutes. So it's it's pretty easy. Um, and it, I mean, if you're talking about crunch, going all the way up to something like uh, um, Burning Wheel, if you're familiar with that, that's the crunchiest of the crunchy. And you know, D and D kind of falls in the middle there somewhere. Right. Uh, we are definitely closer to the rules light side. The, okay. The story. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So where does Faith No More fit into this? Yeah. Uh, two two primary places. Number one, the theme of the story we are telling and the custom me- mechanism we came up with is based on the the album, the real thing, just the themes from that album. So, uh, who who am I? What does it mean to be me? Um, you know, what is what is the nature of identity? Uh, what does it mean to really be alive versus just be living? You know, those sorts of things all fall into this story pretty heavily. The second way is a bit of fan service. Again, uh, all of the advancements you take as a character are named after Faith No More songs. So if you're like, oh, I want to take the advanced move uh, Black Friday, well, that's a Faith No More track, and here's what it does. And you know, it's, so we wanted to we wanted to provide some of that context for the fans of the band. But you don't have to know anything about Faith No More to play this game. Yeah. Good, because I'll be honest, I don't. <laughs> you will after this game. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> Ironically enough, I was actually listening to Epic on the way here. I was like, you know what? I got to get in the groove before I get there. Like, yep. It was so funny, too, because after we got done talking to Piercy, uh, I was like, man, I feel like I've I've heard Faith No More, but like... I haven't really sat down and listened to an album. Yep. And he was like, well, just pull up Faith No More Epic. Yep. I guarantee you've heard you the heard song. It. And I was like, okay, cool. And I pulled it up and I was like, holy cat. Like immediately just started having flashbacks of the early 90s. And I was like, wow, yep. this is this is like the heart of the grunge rock era. of yep. thing. And like, so it was really exciting and, and a lot of fun. And we... <laughs> We sat there and listened to the whole track after we got done podcasting, and he was just, like, reciting all the words and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, dude, it was great. It was great. Well, I know we're really excited for you guys. Um, We're always really excited for when, especially people who are local, who are doing things and trying to get into the gaming world, and, and especially with, like, things that you've put this much heart in and a lot of patience with, uh, and and I I'm really excited I I you know I have a really good feeling that your project's going to do really well. Thanks. Um, I I definitely encourage anyone and everyone who gets a chance to watch this video, listen and watch our last episode, stuff like that. Check out the uh, the real thing RPG on Kickstarter launches on the 15th. Now it's a 30 day campaign, 30 correct? Yep. Yeah. So yep. you got a whole month. Uh, but get there early because we all know how Kickstarter works. If you're on day one, if you're on day one, special treat. Okay. Day one backers, as long as you as you back, if you back a physical product, we'll send you extra stuff. Oh man! Free stuff all right. Day one. Free stuff day one. That's yep. it. Yep. That's it. I got That's awesome. Can I- yeah, go for it, right. please. We're support- all about that. All right, support the band. Go support the band. Uh, buy some merch. Try to find them online, listen to their tracks, buy some albums, stream them, whatever you got to do. Support them. Especially stream their newest album, Soul Invictus, because they own the rights to that one. They actually get money when it's played. Um, Record label stuff. Yeah. Um, What else? So uh, James Masingo, our amazing artist. Find him pretty much anywhere, James Masingo online. Uh, Amazing illustrator. He's been on Shadowrun and Eclipse Phase and a number of other projects. Um, What else am I plugging? That's it. That's good enough. 
Oh, oh, level up gaming. Jeez. Oh, thanks, Lance. Uh, if you're in the Indianapolis area, anywhere within, say, 17 hours, go ahead and drive over here and, and check it out. Good gaming lounge. It's um, a good drive time, yeah. It is, uh, yeah. I, I like to drive most of the day so I can pass out at the place I'm going to. Sure, there you fair. go. There uh, you and go. I'll help you do that. They've got plenty of good beer. Right, there. absolutely. So, yeah. Absol- and really comfy chairs. Comfy chairs. Yeah. Those big tables. That right, are right. Normally tall. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I was actually here um, several months ago, and they were playing uh, uh, Magic the Gathering on this table. And I, I have been a Magic player for a very long time, and it, like, it just again just took me back because I haven't been an active player for for very for even longer almost. Yep. Uh, but it was just cool to be able to like be in this kind of an environment, check this place out, and uh, it's definitely a great place. Level up games. Faith No More, make sure you go and check out not only their music, but also the band. Support the band. Uh, and then the Real Thing RPG, March 15th. March 15th. We're excited for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Too. So um, I, at the end of our episode, which I don't know if we got a chance to explain to you before, but we always establish, or we try to always establish, a new fact. A new fact. Okay. Thus the established facts. Usually it's right. from something punny, something silly, something that happens during the episode. So... I do not, unfortunately, have the fact for episode 226, so just go back to episode 226. Now, I did give two, so give me a little bit of credit. Uh, but go back and listen to episode 226, where we get a chance to sit down with Jason Piercy. Uh, check out the, uh, the episode and, you know, the established facts at the end. Um, but for episode 227 of the established facts, uh, this has been our The Real Thing RPG Part 2 episode. We have established that Jameson... It's no longer just for a Friday night. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 227 with our friend Jason Ward, and we will check you later. Bye. Deuces. (laughs) 